Hello, and welcome to the Economic Review. We often hear from politicians, healthcare is a right when advocating for a single-payer system. But if declaring something a right automatically made it appear, why not say that everyone has the right to a house or a car? Rather, when politicians declare that healthcare is a right, they mean that the government should provide healthcare for everyone. There have been several proposed single-payer healthcare systems, but they all have some critical flaws. During the 2020 Democrat primaries, every single candidate embraced a Medicare, Medicare for All as an alternative to our current healthcare system. It is essentially just Medicare, but expanded to the entire population. A big problem with this is that hospitals get paid significantly less for Medicare patients than for privately insured patients. According to estimates by the Mercatus Center at George Mason University, hospitals receive approximately 40% lower payments from Medicare patients than from patients that are privately insured. Under the proposed plan, hospitals would be paid at the current Medicare rate for all patients. John Delaney, a 2020 Democratic presidential candidate, stated, quote, If you go to every hospital in this country and you ask them one question, which is, how would it have been for you last year if every one of your bills were paid at the Medicare rate? Every single hospital administrator said that they would close. And the Medicare for All bill requires payments to stay at current Medicare rates. So, to some extent, we're supporting a bill that will have every hospital closing. Although Medicare for All might not cause every single hospital to close, the projected effects are still detrimental and will cause significant closures. Hospitals that remain open would still have to cover their costs, and if revenue declines so significantly, then they would have to cut those costs. This, this would almost certainly mean a decrease in staff and a decrease in quality of care. Hospitals could no longer afford to provide high levels of care that they could under a private insurance system, which means that patients would get worse care. Additionally, hospitals would not be able to afford as much staff, which means that wait times will get longer and people with medical issues would need to suffer for much longer. If there are fewer hospitals and even the ones that are open hire less staff, then it means that the demand for doctors would go down. Eventually, this would mean that doctors and other healthcare professionals would be paid less, and as a result, fewer people would go to medical school to pursue such a profession. The flow-on effects of a Medicare for All system throughout the economy are so vast that they can never be adequately accounted for just in theory. In addition to this, biomedical spending would see a sharp decline as the profit incentives would decline for biomedical researchers. This effect would have a significant negative impact on the innovation of new technologies and cures that have advanced our system. And given the quality of the US healthcare system an advantage over the rest of the world for so, so long. The decline in quality of care provided by hospitals, as well as in biomedical spending and innovation, would eliminate the advantages of the American healthcare system. Although our system has its flaws, the quality of healthcare is not currently one of them, but under a Medicare for All system, we would be all but eliminating that advantage. According to the University of Michigan, the USA accounts for nearly half of all global biomedical spending worldwide, 
as of 2012. When put in context, the USA only compromises approximately 4.25% of the world's total population, which means we spend over 10 times our share in biomedical research. If we take away the innovation and cures that people not only in the United States, but across the world rely on to combat new diseases and conditions, we will be subjecting millions across the globe to unnecessary pain and suffering that would have otherwise been avoided. The politicians that justify Medicare for All by arguing that it is the moral option often ignore such ramifications because it doesn't fit their narrative. Almost 81% of people that are currently enrolled in Medicare also have supplemental insurance, mostly through private insurers, usually to cover things that Medicare does not. By eliminating such insurance, we will be inadvertently harming tens of millions of vulnerable seniors who will no longer be covered for the types of care that they actually require. Arguing that Medicare for All is the moral option fails to take into account so many problems that arise when looking at it closely. And that's not even including, including all sorts of issues that could arise once it's in place. All of these problems are only applicable if Medicare for All is actually successfully implemented in the USA at all. In 2019, the federal government generated $3.5 trillion in tax revenue altogether. The projected cost of Medicare for All ranges between $3 and $4 trillion a year, with estimates usually being at the high end. That means that to fund Medicare for All, we would need to double almost all federal taxes, and by some estimates, even that might not be enough. The median effective tax rate in the USA was 24% in 2019, according to the OECD. If Medicare for All were to be funded by taxpayers, it would mean that the average effective tax rate for Americans would be around 48%. Just the cost of Medicare for All itself is so ridiculous, it is enough on its own to deter such the passage of such a program. This means that the millions of people that voted for politicians that promised a Medicare for All system would get nothing, because it's highly unlikely that such a bill would pass. If we compare the possible routes, a free market system, and a universal system, we see a Medicare for All style plan not only heavily diminishes the quality of healthcare, but is also widely unaffordable and leaves tens of millions of people without coverage for the conditions that, they, that are not covered by Medicare. On the other hand, a properly regulated free market solution vastly improves the quality of healthcare, as well as biomedical spending it would become affordable, all due to competition in the industry. As for the problem of universality, just like virtually nobody in the USA dies due to starvation because food is unaffordable or goes bankrupt eating, we can expect that a free market would best serve the needs of the people so that nobody is going bankrupt or dying due to a lack of health care. It is difficult to find examples that can accurately depict what a transition to a truly free market healthcare system would look like, because no developed nation has anything like it. Fortunately, there exists a $15 billion industry that is highly comparable to healthcare, cosmetic surgery. When looking at the impact of a free market healthcare system on the price of medical procedures, we can take a look at the market for cosmetic procedures. The American Society for Aesthetic and Plastic Surgery and the Bureau of Labor Statistics has kept a detailed record of increases in price over both industries over the last decade. 
They found that the price of hospital services increased by 176.6% between 1998 and 2016. In comparison, the price of plastic surgery only increased by 32% during the same period. In fact, when inflation is accounted for, the price of the top 10 most popular cosmetic procedures actually declined. So while prices for hospital and medical care have been rising sharply, the cost of cosmetic procedures have been falling. The price of a chemical peel fell by 34.8%, and the price of laser hair removal fell by 21.7%. As the evidence has shown, free markets and low regulation enable prices to fall, with massive government intervention through programs such as Medicare and Medicaid, alongside third-party payers, came higher prices. If the same had been true for cosmetic procedures, prices would have certainly risen in that industry as well. The cosmetic industry also has a much higher degree of price transparency, and its free market structure enables a high degree of innovation and improvements over the long term. Thank you so much for listening to the Economic Review. We'll be back soon with the latest.